Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Good afternoon, and welcome to another Transformation for Success show. I am your host, Dr. Barbara Young. This is Tuesday, your day for encouragement and empowerment. If you want to change your mind, your attitude, your belief system, and take action to be better and not bitter, then Transformation for Success Empowerment Show is where you want to be each Tuesday to hear and learn how to make more success work for you. I love to share each week with you the compelling stories of successful men and women and how they learned how to integrate the body, the spirit, and the soul for change to become wholly integrated as God designed us to be. So get your pads and pens ready to enjoy hearing the experiences of individuals who've changed their lives by taking action on what they have experienced and learned through their life experiences. This show is simply designed to change your hearts, your minds, your wills, and emotions for more successful, transformed lives. You will be empowered and energized with the humor the moving testimonies, and wit my guest will facilitate for inspiring messages of hope and principles of change for significant living. And more importantly, they will share how you will be able to apply these life principles in your home and your workplace and in your personal lives for more results that lead to success. So I'm here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So tune in each week. Callers, you can call in to join the conversation or ask questions toll free at 888-346-9141. Or if you're calling internationally, you can call 001-480-553-5754. To reach me, excuse me. To reach me, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can access me through these channels. Or I invite you to visit my website at www.infoattransformationforsuccess.com. There you will find my life empowerment seminars, coaching sessions, webinars, networking events, and retreats, which I call advances because we're moving forward, not backward. These efforts are all designed to help you grow and move forward on your journey from where you are to where you want to be. I have a very interesting free gift for the first 50 people that sign up via my email, which is info at transformationforsuccess.com. You will not want to miss this free gift. And just a final plug for my fifth annual Ladies Empowerment and Networking Luncheon at the Wilson Creek. (coughs) My networking luncheon at the Wilson Creek Winery in Temecula, California on June 13th at 11 a.m. Those of you in the local areas do come out and join the fun in this beautiful venue. You will not want to miss this event where you'll have an opportunity to meet 
and share with a number of women from many diverse occupations. Also included is a wine tour after the event. You can get more details on my website, www.transformationforsuccess.com. And excuse me, listeners, because you know sometimes when you're talking, you kind of get choked up. Well, guess what? I got choked up. But we're all human, and I know you understand and love me anyway. So each week, Transformation for Success is blessed to interview interesting and inspiring guests who share their journeys of success, their trials, their tripping points, and their key success principles that help them to achieve where they are today. Our guest today is the Reverend Nicholas Barrett, a renowned performance coach, nutritionist, and psychologist, now minister, who's an author and speaker who specializes in human development. So I want you to stay tuned as he's going to share his life experiences. Our topic today is how to live with a free mind, changing your habits and patterns. This is a show for everyone around the globe, the young, the bold, the seasoned, and the restless. So I invite you to call a friend to listen in today, or you can listen as this show is archived after each show today, and you will be inspired, I can tell you, by this incredible story of the Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Good afternoon, Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Good afternoon, Dr. Barbara. How are you? I am wonderful now. I had a little choking spell, and I thought, oh my goodness. But you know what? I got over it, and I'm delighted to have you on the show this afternoon to share your journey with my listening audience. And do I have your permission to call you Reverend Nicholas? <laughs> you do. You do. Any, anything you wish, but Dr. Barber. It's, it's just a blessing to be on the show and <laughs> well, do my it's little a blessing. Bit. It's a blessing to have you. And you know, you've had and you have had an interesting background with many challenges. But first, I just want to highlight again for the audience and those who might be just tuning in that you are a performance coach, a nutritionist, and a psychologist, an author, speaker, my goodness, and you spent 17 years in the health and nutrition business, and you're an author of two books, Mindset to Fitness and Get Out of Mind Jail. So we got a lot of t talking to do today, and so again, I'm happy to have you share from your heart. So tell me, Reverend Nicholas, where did your journey begin? Where were you born? Uh, a little bit about your childhood. I was born in London, mm -hmm. and uh, um, I had a very close family. My mother and father were my best friends and uh, grew up and went to a very traditional English school, which was uh, traditional in the sense that it took on, it was a little bit blinkered. Um, but I enjoyed a very diverse culture because I had friends from all over the world. I was very lucky to meet people from all over the world and have a, a mind that was opened from a very young age. Um, you were very blessed. <laughs> ex fortunate. Extremely, mm -hmm. extremely fortunate. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it, mm -hmm. I, ca I came to America in 1992. Okay. Alrighty. And what brought you to America? To be very, very honest, because I'm going to be transparent here, I want to really help people. Selfish gain. I left law school, went to speech and acting school in London at the age of 18 to pursue a, a career in action movies. So it was all <laughs> about focusing on extrinsic purposes to get uh, an internal change. So I, I spent my time focused on the outside for a good deal of my, of my youth. Wow. 
Wow. So how did you how did you get into this whole business of nutrition and becoming a, a performance coach? And, you know, I mean, you're going to be in the movies and then you made this big transition. Um, how did that happen? It's amazing how the steps are numbered and every step prepares us for the next step. And I believe life is we're under one big umbrella. What we do now is, is not essentially what we're going to be doing in a year's time. So it's an evolution. So progressively to try and find an income to support myself as an actor, as an athlete, having had a background in nutrition, I studied up in nutrition, did a course in that, and it came to be a very good way of making money mm-hmm. and having my own business as far as giving people nutritional counseling, giving people strength training. So it was an income to support my pursuit of my of my acting dreams. That that's really the the fundamental part of why I went into nutrition. Oh, great! Now, uh, but you then you went from the performance coach and nutritionist, and then psychologist. So now we're talking always, about <laughs> that's a change. Always that's been a. It, mm-hmm. It's always been a passion. It's always been something that I that I that I that I studied, I, and I obviously studied it at a high level, but. Um, I realize, you know, I realize that when we've, I've spent so much time focusing on the exterior of people, I realize that it's really the exterior is great, but if the interior is not worked on, you can have a 200-mile-an-hour car, but if it doesn't have the suspension, which is the mind, the car is going to basically implode. It's going to come off the road. Absolutely. How, how did you come about to begin to look inwardly um, and realize that you needed to handle the inner as opposed to all of the outer, the strength training and looking fit and, and all of this. How did you, uh, that come to light? All of the pursuits I was pursuing, whether it was a personal success in academia, whether it was personal success in acting, modeling, nutrition, whatever I was pursuing, it was like drinking salt water. The more I did it, I had temporal satisfaction that was a smoke and a mirror but it got me empty once I had gotten there. And it's just the sheer pain of living, trying to attain something outside of me, really retreated me and put me back into myself to do some, some retrospective rethinking of my life and replanning. Well, you know, I'm going to ask the question that a lot of people have asked to me, you know, what, you know, in terms of turning a life around, I've had people, did you have an accident? I mean, what really, was there uh, an incident that precipitated this um, this change and beginning to look inward. I mean, uh, I understand the analogy of the salt water and the more we pursue, and oftentimes there's that emptiness that, that one feels, and I can relate to that. So how did you, was there something specific that happened, uh, Reverend Nicholas? Well, as we're, all, as we're all born in God's likeness and we have his character, when we're pursuing mm-hmm. things externally of this world, we're, we're basically in a separated state. We, we never find happiness. But the true thing that got me to my knees if I, I mean, I use that term. He gets us either willingly or unwillingly, unwilling through sometimes through circumstances. Was in 2006, yes. I visited my father in London. He was a handsome, athletic man with thick white hair. And I went back the following year for Christmas. He met mm-hmm. me from the airport, and I had a hard, a hard job recognizing him. And I then went back to the house. You know, he drove me back home, mm-hmm. and I spoke to my mother. She said he's just came down with Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. So his life had completely changed within the 12-month period that I'd last visited London. So at that time, it got me to my weakest place until that moment. And it it made me rethink my entire life and my values, uh, the way I see people, the way I see myself. And that predicated the whole spiritual journey from 
from 2007 until this place. Okay, I want you to hold that point as we have to take a commercial break right now, but we'll be right back. So listeners, stay tuned as we come back with my guest, Reverend Nicholas Barrett. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you feel alone even when you are surrounded by others? Do you feel that there is sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and plenty of other curveballs thrown at her by life. She'll help you every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Now on Voice America. The road you travel in life is never a straight line. It's more like running around in circles, which is not a problem when you make Richard Flint a part of your world. When you're standing next to Richard, you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity. Things just start falling into place. Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The power to be with Richard Flint. Join us and more power to you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello there, and welcome back to Transformation for Success, my show with Reverend Nicholas Barrett, my guest for today. And we're talking about a very provocative topic, how to live with a free mind, changing your habits and patterns. And so, Reverend Nicholas, as we were talking uh, before we went on break, we're sharing about your father and the change in him, uh, his appearance, and more specifically, the disease of Parkinson's, and how that impacted your life, and you began in 2007 on a new journey. Tell us about that journey, and what would you suggest to audience who may be going through, the listening audience who may be going through some of these obstacles? 
I began to realize with that, I began to realize circumstances change in a blink of an eye. And I then realized that all the things I was trying to control, whether it was success, whether it was trying to do more and do better, I realized that did not matter. There was something more than that. And it got me to connect to a spiritual community. And I uh-huh. then realized these circumstances are made to make me better because they're all a setup to the next place we're going. Just like Moses took 40 years to do an 11-mile journey, in our humanity, because we mind box things and we shrink them down and edit them through our experiences, we tend to see challenges as a wall. We tend to get stuck in the challenge, but not uh-huh. in the opportunity of the challenge. And it's the opportunity is digression is progression. It got me to flip my whole mind around to realize uh-huh. that this, there's a reason this is happening, but at the same time, the reason is not to digress me. It's, it may digress me initially, but it's actually to, to, to progress me. So it got me to seek more uh-huh. of the truth uh-huh. and, and got me deeper into the spiritual community, but also got me more joyous because I was losing of myself, but gaining uh-huh. of the spirit. Well, you know, one of the things that you, you you did say, and I've heard you say this before, that life can be much like an onion and that the deeper we go, the more layers we discover about ourselves and the more we become renewed by the knowledge. But is that always the case? Because sometimes people, the deeper they go on the layers, I'm not sure they're always quite renewed. So can you sort of talk about that a bit? As far as layers goes, we're not actually our body. Our body is a container. We're a spirit body in a shell, just like a, just like a, um, a caterpillar is a butterfly and an egg, right. shell, an egg is, is, is for a bird to come. So it's for greater things to come. Our water supply renews itself every six weeks. Our entire body supply, our skin re- regenerates. Dead cells die to make way for new. So we're, we're constantly changing and repairing. And with that becomes a deepening of us as people through our experiences, which becomes a light that we can then offer to help others who may be suffering or may be going through. through. It's like a light is not for a cupboard. It's to be put high on a hill. So that I would say to people, instead of looking at your challenges as something that's against you, look at it as something that you can work in with God to actually work for you. Because it isn't some things working for our good. It is all things. And that's the imprint I have on my mind whenever I'm going through a challenge. All Mm -hmm. things work for the good. We can't see it because the greater part is the unseen. The seen is temporal, but the unseen is eternal. And the unseen is what supports the planet and keeps everything going. It's the unseen. But we need to manifest that in our lives. You know, one of of the things that um, you mentioned also is that Um, And I love it. And I sort of, you know, glanced through your book. I loved it. Um, The Pain Bodies. But how that we can be so linked to negativity that trying to turn, well, many people, and I find as I have been, you know, in interviewing and talking for a number of years to people, there's such a negative mindset. And so how do we Help, how do you help people and how did you help yourself turn around this negative mindset and experience new light and new life? Negativity is, is, is innate in our human propensity. We have a propensity to be negative. Mm-hmm. We have over 60,000 thoughts every day. 90% of those are repeated and 85% are negative automatic thoughts. So in other words, I call them ants, which is automatic negative thinking. We have to become more, raise like our that. awareness that our human thinking is mm-hmm. negative, but 
God's ways are higher, his thoughts are higher. So we have to reach up above our circumstance to clearly see between the things, slow our thinking down so we can think in a spirit way, which brings life to situations as opposed to the human way of thinking, which brings death. In other words, we're stuck. It brings death to our situation. But <clears throat> I, I am so impressed with the, the ANT <laughs> analogy. But Reverend Nicholas, you also said uh, something else that resonated with me, and that is, how did you come about this? Is the, you feel that the tragedy is that we don't that it is the tragedy is not that we die, but that we take so long to start living. So, what did you mean by that? We hold ourselves as a, the, 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 you know, the, 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 uh, the circumstance, or shall we say the battle, is never in the circumstance, it's in the mind. We hold ourselves bondage to our mind. When we first come out of the womb, we're born with God's likeness, we're born with his spirit mind. But as we go through life, as things are said over us by school teachers, by classmates, and by people in news media, which is predominantly negative because they have the 85% of their automatic negative thoughts, they put those on us, which puts us into a mold, into a paradigm. So we are mind-boxed into our false mind instead of the true mind, which is limitless and is abundant and can do exceedingly and above all that we can think and imagine, which is the mind that we're first mm -hmm. born. It's like, let me use a parable. I'll buy a brand-new white shirt, walk down Wall Street, do a whole day's business, take the shirt off in my New York apartment, look at the collar, and see grime. That is how our mind is as we have left the woman grown up and gone into adulthood. Mm -hmm. Well, in, in one of the in, in one of your books, you talk about pain bodies, um, and explain to the listening audience what are pain bodies because I think it's important for us to to talk about these pain bodies and what pain they bodies are. On neg negative mind TiVo, negative mind TiVo really is a negative mind recording. It's the enemy that talks in our mind, the enemy of, of and, and I tell you how this is gathered. We have a limbic system, which is our emotional system. We have a prefrontal cortex, pre-cortical mind, which is our conscious mind, but we're not actually living our daily life through the conscious mind. We're living through the limbic-formed emotional mind, which is reacting off triggers that have been deposited in our limbic system, which is through disappointments, unmet expectations, relationships that have gone wrong, um, problems we've had, betrayals we've had, which most of us have suffered from one of these experiences if not one of these, if all of these at some stage in our life. And we are responding to triggers around us from mm -hmm. this automatic response mechanism. I'm trying to keep things as colloquial and, and as easy to understand. Right, right. Because um, one of the things, though, you know, I'm thinking and uh, for a listener out there, these young people nowadays, I mean, when the script, and I call it the script has been written by parents, by adults, by uh, foster parents or whomever, and in the environment, and that script is constantly input negative, 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 and this this child grows up and become this adult, and is never able to really reconcile all of this negativity that's been planted in. So their mind um, is constantly negative and constantly sort of in a, what I call a time warp, and so which probably, according to you, causes these pain body incidents because they're always thinking about the old script unless you write new script. So tell us, what are some of the principal steps you would advise our audience to try to overcome these triggers? 
Okay, the, 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 without spending too long on this tight, mm-hmm. the, the, the simplest way would be if a, if a man or girl is listening to this, if you've had abuse that you've suffered through parents, if you've been disappointed, if they've been divorced, if, in any, if you've had any kind of heartbreak or disappointment, you have to realize that wasn't vengeance against you. So the forgiveness has to come in, but the awareness needs to come to realize this was said over you, but this is not it's not doesn't represent you. This was things uh-huh. that have been said because they've also been through a paradigm of societal development the same way we have. They've been exposed, so that exposure will then trigger them to minimize you or to hurt you with some of their actions. So but by not taking it personally and realizing that's just their level of, shall we say, healing, because we're all broken and we need to be healed as we move along in life, uh-huh. um, then you can become aware of this and once it's very, it's very, it's so, um, it's so freeing to know that it wasn't done against you because a lot of us are harboring resentment, anger, disappointment, and this anger builds up. And instead of becoming mm-hmm. better as human beings, we become bitter as human beings. Well, so you we know, need to one of the, free ourselves. And that is so true. One of the things that I have shared with many people is that hurting people hurt other people. And so to realize that, uh, the father or the mother may have had incidents that happened in their lives that hurt them. Consequently, they maybe inadvertently or intentionally hurt someone else because they are hurt. Now, let's talk a little bit about what were some of the obstacles that you had to overcome and how did you overcome them? Uh, and what would you share with the listeners that principles from your own life experiences that you could share? Tremendous amount, tremendous amount of obstacles, Dr. Barbara. I mean, going into my personal life, I always needed to be with a partner or a girlfriend, a girlfriend that looked a certain way because I was trying to find completeness in somebody else. I was looking, I was what we call a serial dater. Most people these days that I talk to, they can never be alone because when you're alone, you're faced with the real things that you have to conquer. Instead of Mm -hmm. putting it on someone else or critiquing somebody else and you're, oh, they're never good or they're not good enough, your mind is full of the other person and their faults. (laughs) But when you're alone (laughs) for a long period of time, you're sitting with your own faults. Right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> so Which now we've got internet. Hey, we got serial internet daters now, so you can just keep dating and never have to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, and so you're not alone with that because there are many people who have that experience. I know it took a while. And actually, when they're alone, they've got music on, they've got the television on. on. So it's really not being alone facing you. You're all, it's, it's uh, you know, detractions and other things that are happening, even when they are alone. I was sort of thinking about something and I, many years ago, I mean, I always had to have music on. So we asked students, how many of you study and you don't have music? Are you in the car? You got music. You have something going on. Well, I hope right today people have something going on. Maybe this show, the internet show, where you can learn yes, something yes. <laughs> <laughs> for help uh, to help you. But anyway, what happened to uh, for you to get out of mind jail? Oh, you know what really happened? Yes, what really hold that to me, thought. Dr. We're going to be right back. I want you to share when we get back from this commercial. Get out of mind jail. So, listeners, stay tuned because we'll be right back.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Is there a real magic formula for success, or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer, to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello and welcome back to my interview today in discussion with Reverend Nicholas Barrett, and we're talking about how to live with a free mind, changing your habits and patterns. Now, Reverend Nicholas, we were just talking about how you were really trying to escape with all these different relationships and what we call serial dating and not wanting to be alone, as most people are who are seeking to be the light. How, what happened in your journey with all these relationships? <laughs> I got to a point in, in 2009, I haven't had a relationship since 2009, got to the point of realizing most of us have a problem being alone. We're not mm-hmm. in love with the person and we're, not, we're, we're clinging on to that person to fill a void so we don't look back into ourselves to see what we need fixing. So mm-hmm. very often I hear, I speak to hundreds and thousands of people, very often people say, well, I'll be complete when I find this person. And that's very scary because two halves don't make a fool. We need to complete Absolutely. the relationship we have to become a full person, to then welcome mm-hmm. another full person. Absolutely. So, what happened next? Tell us a little bit about your journey and how you lost both parents in close succession, and that really sparked you on the spiritual journey. What happened? 
Well, my father was 2008 with Parkinson's. I went back to London, actually, on my mother's birthday was the funeral wake, which was mm-hmm. December the 19th, 2008. I went into this long room, walked all the way to the end, and I looked down, and I saw this man in a pinstripe suit with a smile on his face. And I started a clap of thunder through my heart, literally, just to say, Father, I, I'm going to do great things. It became all about empathizing for other people. It became all about uplifting other people. So I was then in a spiritual community at the time, and I mm-hmm. grew in stewardship. I grew from the welcome team, welcoming people on a Sunday, then grew into a pastoral role, which was to nurture and encourage people in their walk. And then again in 2012, March the 2nd, I flew into London, a doctor into a, straight to a hospital because the spirit told me when I landed in, and the cab took me to the um, hotel, there was something inside of me that said, let me just throw my bags down and go with the same cab driver straight to the hospital. My mother had fallen five days prior, about 20 feet onto a stone wall. So I went through these hospital wards and I saw this lady in one room. I'm looking for Mrs. For Mrs. Barrett. Where, where's my mother? And they pointed to her. Well, she was blown up to about 300 pounds from an infection in her blood from all these, um, a heart problem that happened as a result of surgery because she'd broken the hip in the fall. It was a tragic fall. Doctor comes, taps me on the shoulder in a very British voice. Oh, she's dying in a minute. She's dying. So 10 minutes later, she was gone. I then saw gold mm. light and I said, you know, that really got me into wanting to do more, into wanting to mm-hmm. preach, into wanting to speak. And the book was hatched. And what I'm trying to do now with ministries, build a radio ministry to break down more. My calling has really been upon me. Even though I lost everything I had, he gave me all that he had waiting for me. So we need to die of the flesh, either through circumstances, tragedies, or any, or just in our own reconnaissance. And then he fills us to the brim with a plan and a purpose and with joy in that midst, thankful not for it, but mm-hmm. thankful in it. I wouldn't want to do it again, some of those things, but I'm <laughs> grateful where I'm standing because I'm a mirror of what I've been through. Now, when you say you lost it all, uh, are you talking about all of your material goods and things? You lost it all? You know, mater- I actually, a bit, the nutrition business I had completely disappeared from Google. It was number one on Google for some reason. Mm-hmm. That disappeared at the same time. So my income went down to virtually zero from a high income to zero. But to cut a long story short, losing a second parent was the hardest thing I've done three years ago, but it fought, got me into a much closer relationship with God, realizing our parents are just stewards. They are just stewards that are brought in. God brings us into this world. So parents are stewards, and until you're prepared to die, you can't live. And mm-hmm. that's, that, that's really what I always tell people. Until you're prepared to die, there is no way you can live, because the end destination has been mapped out, but ultimately we're borrowing time, stewardship of our time, as a gift to do the work and the, and the, the callings that we're called to do. Now... When you wrote your, your first, your, was your first book, Get Out of Mind Jail or Mindset to Fitness? The, the first, first, first book actually was Get Out, um, get, into, into, get Mindset to Fitness, because I realized that we are all created great, but a lot of us are self-loathing. So if we don't see ourselves as being, let's say, beautiful or fearfully and wonderfully made, we can, I've had people that are a size one that have lost 30 or 40 pounds that still think they're fat. So our, our self-perception is very, very poor. 
most of us are self-loathing. Most of us have a problem with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hence, we try and be in a relationship all the time, or we try and make more money, or we try and attract attention, or we try and do more to try and get ourselves to make ourselves feel good. It's an extrinsic purpose for an internal feeling. So the mindset to fitness is simply uh, changing the mind to positivity, changing that mind mindset to success. So not fitness in the sense of uh, strengthening the body, but strengthening the mind. Is that what I'm getting? It's very, yes. And the way, the way to correlate that is, David, with a schoolboy's lunch, defeated Goliath, but David was appointed king. But in order, so what it means is his thoughts and ways are higher. We are not our mind. Our minds limited us to be much less than we are. You have to stretch out in order to get greater. You have to go where it's uncomfortable to get greater. It needs to be uncomfortable until you, you, so we're constantly reaching out to out of our depth, out of our depth all the time. And and, and that's, it's got to be practice. It's not, not a, you, it's not a computer program. It, you can't program from Microsoft to Word. It's something we need to do on an ongoing, progressive basis. Now, in your book, Mindset to Fitness, um, do you talk about affirmations? Because I know um, affirmations and words have power. And so did you, uh, did you advise the affirmations, uh, I am not this, or I am courageous, I am not fearful, I am brave? I mean... Uh, in your mindset to fitness? All these things are very important. Neurolinguistical language programming, NLP, it's Mm -hmm. very important that we use words that are encouraging, are building up of ourselves, and affirmative. Because words, words have two things. They either bring death to something or they bring life to something. Anything negative is bringing Mm -hmm. death. Anything of the spirit or of the positive is bringing light. So we need to be constantly nurturing ourselves because many of us in our childhoods have grown up in divorce backgrounds or we've been abused and haven't had nice words spoken over us, even from relationships or husbands and ex-wives, that we need. We need to to love ourselves in order to be able to have all that God has for us. That's interesting. And it is so true. Now... You, you talk a lot about uh, the mind and your passion to make people's lives better. And what advice do you give your clients, or did you give your clients to make life better for them? Well, being transformed by the renewing of the mind, it means we need to be constantly of this world of the transformed mind. In other words, do not focus on what news media tries to label us. Do not mm-hmm. focus on what magazines try and label us. We need to be independent of the chatter which is mostly derogatory or mostly unattainable. And we need, mm-hmm. to be, we need to be more aware that we're all created in a higher image than we think with higher thoughts and a higher mind. So we're all, we're all infinitely great. If we're all spirit-driven and created by the same source, we need to get back to how we were, not to how we've made ourselves. Okay, that's great. Now, when you, you sort of learned all of this, Reverend Nicholas, and you began to advise your clients and to talk about the mindset, did this prompt you to write the second book, Get Out of Mind Jail? I like that the, title. The, the second book. <laughs> I yes. love it. The second, the second book is more mainstream psychology. It's more for, for speaking, mm-hmm. for preaching. I mean, I could do a sermon probably on every chapter in, in that book. It's about really the paradigm of the self, the false us is created through societal paradigms and norms and limitations. But the real us is the one that's not in separation 
the one it's connected to its spirit mind. So when we're not connected to the falsities we've taken on and when we raise our awareness to reach up to a higher, higher source, higher power, higher thoughts, we always need to elevate because it's always, there's always elevation because ourselves we're not, we're not elevated and that we need to be always elevated. Um, then we are able to have the life that he intended, not the one we've put ourselves in jail to or put ourselves in bondage. And mind jail is all about helping people to get the life that they were intended to lead in, in all forms, whether it's relationships, whether it's business, whether it's purpose, they can, they can connect to all those things, connect the dots through, through, through that type of uh, manuscript. Okay. Now, um, you also talk about in that book, uh, Get Out of Mind Jail, triggers that cause people to react to a situation. Give us an example of some of the triggers that um, people, can, people face. And how, how to, give us an example of that and how they get out of it. Many triggers. Uh, an obvious trigger is if somebody's, somebody's sitting with somebody and they, text, they check a text message. If that person has been abandoned, usually the first three years are where the largest triggers are made. So in the first three years of our life, what we've exposed us, been exposed to is the hardest thing, to, is, is the one that gets ingrained mostly in the limbic system. So in other words, if a father has left, I'm giving you an example, if a father has left a daughter at a key time in her early childhood, and there's been some kind of betrayal or some kind of heartbreak, if she's with someone who's a male figure who checks a text message, even something that simple could elucidate her to say, look, if this is not convenient for us to have dinner, we can do it another time. Because to her, this is a, a saw that's had salt thrown on it. But to him, he hasn't got a clue what's going on. It may, okay. To him, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm just living my life, checking. And to all extents and purposes, he probably is doing that. But because she's triggering to something that's developed for 10, 20, 30, maybe 40, 50 years, it's a volcano waiting to explode. Yes, I, I, I get that and have talked about that quite a bit uh, with some of the, those triggers that happens. I call them the old script. It's like script on the A mine and I call the A mine and the B mine uh, for practical purposes. And so I'm trying to get sure that I understand this and the listeners uh, can also understand this. These triggers are what I call old script. Uh, maybe I use the example of Aunt Sue, who always said, oh, that child will never grow up and be anything. She's going to grow up and just be like Aunt Beth, who got pregnant, um, had to get married. Uh, she hears this over and over and over, the triggers. And so when someone says something to her that may say or intimate, are you pregnant? Bam, and something triggers, and she gets immediately hostile and angry. But we're going to take a break. I'm going to come back and we're going to finish discussing triggers that cause people to react to a situation, how they can overcome. So we'll be right back. Get your pads and pens ready and we'll be back after a moment. Thank you. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. There are 13 unbreakable habits of truly enlightened people. These life-changing habits are discussed on Dream the Life, Live the Dream with Dr. Yomi Garnett. 
We'll offer an excursion in self-discovery, along with wisdom that will allow you to stay on the correct path toward your destiny. You can find excellence in your life. Tune in every Thursday at 7 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time. That's 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for this exciting transformational journey. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to my interview and discussion with Reverend Nicholas Barrett, How to Live with a Free Mind, Changing Your Habits and Your Patterns. So, Reverend Nicholas, we were just talking about triggers that cause people to react to situations and some of those triggers. And one of the things that you talked about as we were on break, that people need to, the word is forgive. So can you elaborate on that? Yeah, when we go into any kind of trigger situation, we're aware aware it's something that's happened in the past that's that's powerful enough to affect our mold, our present. Uh Uh-huh. All these triggers have done, they're done through past disappointments and past things, expectations that have not been met. And it's human beings, other humans are the ones that cause us pain. But it's also the permission we've given them to have that control over us. Mm-hmm. Not forgiving someone who's transgressed you in the past has given them the permission to hold the key to your future, the key to your destiny, and the key to your life. By forgiving that person, for what was said or done to you and realizing they were only manifesting their brokenness that they had upon you and you just happened to be in their puzzle, in their story, you have then taken over power to unbondage yourself and unlock the great life that God intended for you to have. So by forgiving, we have then gained our power and the other person has lost their ability to have dominion over our minds. And that's we're great. Sure. That is- that is so great. Now, the most interesting thing about it uh, is that most of us think that we, you know, we got over a situation or we'll say, oh, that was years ago. And we don't really, you know, feel that that is still a part of our lives that are holding us back, particularly in the mind. So let's talk about you for just one quick moment about your awesome encounter with God that happened to change your life. And just share with that real quickly. My encounter with God was in the spiritual community in 2007. It was an evangelical community um, called Oasis in Los Angeles, um, Hollywood. That's where I grew in that community to be uh, in, in the pastoral team. Um, it's about n- not 
not listening to my circumstances, but listening to what God says. And I basically lent in. Every time I went through a tragedy, I would lean in even more. I was on the back row the first day I went to that play in 2007, then a few weeks later in the middle, and then a few weeks later right into the front row. So it's a gradual. Faith is like an abdominal wall. If we do the crunches, Mm -hmm. we get a great six-pack. If we do the spirituality, not just for an hour on Sunday, but we've got to be the living word. We've got to dwell in the word richly so it becomes part of our new way of thinking, becomes our real you. Then when we're living it, we're changing our families, we're changing our circumstances by the way we handle them. And the international language is L-O-V-E. It's not religion. I'm not religious. I'm not a theologist, so to speak, because Mm -hmm. that's not my doctrine, but I am a Godologist, and he's inclusive, not exclusive. He loves 7 billion people exactly the same way. Black, white, or green doesn't exist. He loves you, me, and anybody who's on this phone line who thinks otherwise. You are great, and you're equally great because you're in his image. And that's really great. That's wonderful for you because, uh, you know, I, I liked what you said about you move from the back to the middle in the front. Uh, that is so interesting. And if I could, ju- I could just sort of see that in my mind's eye of you moving, but starting out in the back. And I've seen so many people do that, you know, in the back. Oh, I don't know about this thing, you know. Oh, you know, and then it gets a little interesting. And then you sort of move into the middle section the next time you come. And then you say, oh, okay. And then you go to the front. I love that. Now, with all of this awesome exposure that you've had, uh, and how important is it to have a relationship with God and overcoming your past? How, in your opinion, Pastor Nicholas? Um, he is the only one that doesn't change. He's the invariable in the variable world. He's always there. He's not a friend that I text message at midnight and doesn't respond because he's always available. God is where you leave him. He's either by your side or on the bookshelf. He's always there. It's the question of we need to be available for him to be able. He is always able, but if we're not available, then he's not able. Well, that is so true. If he's not available, he's not able. If you're not available. So tell me what's next on your journey, uh, Reverend Nicholas, and how uh, this sh- uh, show, breaking, breaking Down Walls, how do you see that happening for you? I have a, I have a, a, a calling to bring down walls. A lot of messages are preached that are, that are great life-changing messages, but they are messages at 11 o'clock, and I'm, I'm not speaking against any church. 11 o'clock is the most segregated hour because a lot of churches are focused on numbers and tithing and business rather than changing hearts and minds. And it means being the Good Samaritan, and the Good Samaritan is being available anywhere, any place, and being a representative of unconditional love. And my passion mm-hmm. is to bring down societal paradigms is actually speak a radical countercultural message. I don't mind be fitting in. A lot of churches want to fit in with, with the societal norms and acceptances. I'm going to go countercultural. We have two th- areas that I really have a passion in. Racism is the highest and worst and most segregated it's ever been. And male-female relationships and the, mm-hmm. the relationship between men and women, I studied these ex- the most broken of them. So, so you, my message uh-huh. would be to bring unity and diversity, mm-hmm. and God's way is unity, and he loves 7 billion people the same way through one spirit, um, Corinthians one twelve, through one spirit unified, whether Jew, Gentile, or Greek, doesn't really matter. So you've got a lot planned for your next journey, I see. And where do you normally speak, and what venues uh, are you speaking in, Reverend Nicholas? I'm actually building, I actually joined a ministry that... Um, 
the, the, the main chief pastor said that my speaking style didn't conform with his. So I actually had to leave. And I realized this is God closing the door. And we've got to realize this in life. We get discouraged because in our human mind, we think, oh, well, it can't be working because he'd accept me. No, not a question of a church accepting you or a business accepting you for employment. God has written this before you came out of the womb. He knew you. Um, so Jeremiah 57, he knew you before you were meshed. So he has a plan and purpose for you. And to realize that six times around Jericho is not seven, and it came down after seven <laughs> times. Forty years to, to walk to the promised land, and Joshua takes over and walks the people to the promised land. All these things are timed, and they're on a... Not a we have a due date upon God's due season. So we need to forget our due date and just focus on due season and never grow weary of doing good because in due season you'll harvest, uh, harvest beyond your expectation. So I'm developing a radio station called Breaking Down Walls. I have um, um, you know, a plan for that radio station, and, mm-hmm. and, and I just want to change to do something countercultural to bring down racism, erase, erase racism, and to help male-female relationships. And I see people struggling in these areas, and God wants to use me to, to, to bring those walls down. Thank you so much, Reverend Nicholas Barrett, for your comments today. Because, and if I had to sum it up, you are doing uh, a job of helping to lift the consciousness of people, offering them some reasoning why they think the way they do, and then guiding them step by step for techniques for changing their patterns and their habits. And so I just want to thank you very much for being on the show today and sharing with the listeners, your heart, and some of your principal steps and principles that you were providing to help people change their patterns and habits by the way they think. So it was very inspiring, and I know many have benefited from sharing and your caring today. Remember, the mission of transformation for success is to educate and inspire individuals to take action, to change from the inside out, their inner being, to live their highest self based on purpose, belief, joy versus fear, and a need to make a difference. So from today's message, more than anything, we learn that the mind is very, very powerful. You must have a mindset on success. Keep your mind focused and positive. Just as your mind needs exercise, your body needs exercise, your mind needs exercise just as well. So you have to be careful what you put into it, and you have to exercise regularly. So to keep your thoughts pure, you have to guard what goes into your mind. So I want to wish you all the best, Reverend Nicholas Barrett, and thank you so much. Remember, listeners, this is where change takes place, right here and right now in your own minds, and you can begin to make a shift today. And even the king, King Solomon wrote, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Ralph Walter Anderson said this, a man is what he thinks about all day long. So what do you choose? Choose to think about good things. You are the power in your own world. Goodbye. Be blessed. See you next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Have an outstanding week.